0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Up 10. We are inching towards the finish line of 2023. But don't worry, I still have some really amazing episodes for you guys. And I already have my content for 2024 locked, loaded, and ready to go. And it's gonna be such an awesome way to start off the new year. So definitely get ready for that. But today's guest is a very special. I'm really excited to share his episode and Earlier today, I was reading through the book of First Timothy, and I came across one of my favorite verses that says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And that's First Timothy 4.12. And I just love how time and time again in the Bible, we see examples of young people doing bold things. And I think that today's guest is no exception to that. So today's guest is Mo Speaks, a speaker, entrepreneur, former collegiate athlete, and believer. He works with young athletes to find a balance of life and uses his faith to have an impact over influence for the young athletes that he meets. He has a lot of great things popping off. He's getting ready to launch a podcast. He has some really dope merch, hoodies, shirts, you name it. And so I'm definitely going to include how to connect with him in the show notes as well as how to purchase your copy of my new book Thrive. So without further ado, let's get into it with Mo Speaks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Up 10. I'm here with Mo Speaks. How are well, you today? Well, what are, what are... I'm super excited to get into our conversation. I think you are probably like the youngest guest I've ever had on my podcast but I think that's awesome because I really am big on like wisdom and mm-hmm. like a sound word has no age limit like you can learn from a baby and you can definitely learn from somebody with decades of life experience so I'm happy to just continue to have like a diverse uh guests <laughs> I guess that's the word, <laughs> diverse guest on my show so welcome welcome how Thank are you today? How has your morning been? Because it is uh, morning still.
1: Yes, uh, it's been great. I went out for my run this morning. I had to just get up. I just felt like, you know, going out for a run and a little walk. Um, just kind of enjoying nature uh, before this podcast and just, you know, getting my day started. Um, so it's been really great. Um,
0: how about your how, Well, I was yeah. going to ask you, like, how long was your run? Because I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> okay, so like, my run was like probably about like 15 minutes. But like it was okay. actually like I had a I like I couldn't stop. Um I did a little bit of content, I just filmed a little bit, but <laughs> um uh but yeah, it was like around like 15 minutes, it was just around my campus. Uh I have a like really small campus. Uh so uh just run around there and then just get back to the my dorm. That's
0: cool. Okay. I was like, did you like go run a few miles or like oh. <laughs> I'm always curious? <laughs> Because I yeah. do not, I'm not a long distance kind of girl. Like, I can do it, but it's just not my preference.
1: <laughs> I can do it on the treadmill. I can do it on the treadmill. I can't do it <laughs> That makes
0: it even worse. I would rather be outside running miles than on the tread. Like, yeah. the tread <laughs> it needs some new scenery. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my morning was cool. I did the same. I woke up and got my workout in and released a new a new episode. Uh, I, re- I released the second part of my conversation with Princess around grief and loss this morning. Yes, so I saw that. that. Was, yeah, that was a dope conversation for sure. Because I feel like she, I just love Princess Spirit. And then just to hear more of her story and it, it just makes it even more amazing. Like, wow, like you've been through all that, but you're still like such an amazing person and such a light. It's like amazing. But yeah, okay, so today was a strength day at the gym and it was good. We got it done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those days. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you're too familiar with Get Up 10 or not, but I'll give you a little spiel. So basically, I created Get Up 10. Just to really encourage resilience and authenticity. That's a short version of <laughs> why Get Up 10 exists. So, with that being said, how has life knocked you down?
1: Um, life has knocked me down a couple times. Uh, actually, my first, I think my first experience was kind of like in high school. Um, I play I have an athletic background, so I played football. Um, basically in high school, or going into college. And one of my closest uh, coaches at the time got thyroid cancer uh, and he passed away, um, you know, before my season or actually in the middle of my senior season. And it kind of just felt like everything that, you know, that that was going for me in life kind of just like shut down for a second. And it felt like I had like a lot, I had a lot of resentment towards him and I had a lot of, you know, I kind of distanced myself um, away from him kind of towards the end. And I kind of regret that. Um, looking back on it and looking back on a young man, uh, who I was, uh kind of just being very young. But then also um just think about like life is short. And you know, you can't you can't take things for granted, you can't, you know, hold grudges uh towards people. I think that was one of the most important things. And he taught me a lot. Um, he's the reason why I'm at my college today, uh, actually, because uh he went to the same college I found out uh after Uh, that season. So it was really good to always have a piece of him in my heart. Um, And then, of course, college. (laughs) Uh, Second time was in college. uh, I think I had, I was going through a really bad uh, breakup uh, and I was in a really bad toxic relationship. I know we we both know about those, but um, uh, I went through that and then just kind of just, you know, overcoming that, uh, being in a college atmosphere, it's very easy to get in that spiral and I was spinning for a good month and a half and then finally just kind of like grounded myself and pulled myself out of the hole and you know just kind of went went forward and moved forward with God uh and then allow myself to become who I am
0: Those are all definitely pivotal moments. Wait, so that was your high school coach that passed away?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So did you have him for like all four years? Yeah.
1: It was crazy. Um, I met him when I was in junior high because he came down uh to the junior high to, you know, just come watch our practices and stuff. Um and then going into my freshman year, uh, he said, okay, you're gonna be on varsity uh as a as a freshman in Texas. That's pretty <laughs> um, that's pretty uh like like that's good. But you're gonna be yeah. uh varsity. And then um I didn't play a lot, you know, he was just kind of just preparing me for the role that I was gonna step into um eventually uh but then, yeah so uh he passed away my senior year he got sick um actually my sophomore year he beat it and then it came back again uh and then he got sick again and then that was the last time uh, I was able to see him my senior year That's tough Yeah
0: So okay as I'm like listening to you I have like several thoughts um <laughs> in the end do you think that you like distance yourself to avoid like the pain of the reality
1: yeah, so um in sports um I think it was it was that and just kind of um so in sports uh, especially like when you get moved to a different position because I was at a, a linebacker position and then they moved me down to like a D-line position and um uh, I kind of felt like like disrespected in in a sense, you know. Uh like why are you guys moving me or things like that, which actually it it worked out because I played uh really good at that position. Um But it was kind of just like seeing, uh, you know, seeing that. And I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not uh, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to, you know, (laughs) you're my coach, but I just don't want to be, you know, in your presence. And then during that time, I didn't really think about, you know, what is he actually going through? He's just more than a coach. You know, he's more than just, you know, somebody who, you know, tells me what to do on the field. You know, he taught me life lessons uh, even after even after he passed away. He's still teaching me life lessons. So I think that's, you know, very important. Um, as athletes don't have resentment, you know, towards your coach, if they move you uh, to a different position, uh, they tell you, you know, do this because they see something more than what you can see. Um, And I think it's very, that's very vital. and It's very important as well.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking about my own journey with coaches. And I actually talked about this in my book (laughs) because it was such a ride. And I'm reflecting Black like reflecting back there we go Yo, my words are always like they come out of my mouth faster than like my head can process half the time but (laughs) anyway uh I'm thinking back on like my high school coaches and I'm like when I think about the the coaches who had the most impact on me like it was definitely uh, my travel my AAU coach from high Mm -hmm. school and then like the coaches throughout college taught me a lot of lessons for better or worse honestly um so I talk about that in my my book but my actual like school coaches I know like for soccer uh my coach was also like the gym teacher and so
1: Uh, yeah yeah. she
0: definitely (laughs) had like favoritism towards like the girls that played on her team she used to keep candy in her office and she was just like a very like tough woman but she was a good woman and then like for basketball my track coach ended up coaching us (laughs) because they didn't have anybody um, else to like coach girls basketball and he knew like how important basketball was like to me and like a few of the other girls and he didn't want us to just like not have a team so he stepped in and that being said like we didn't even have enough girls to like that were like serious because I went to a really small school so people just like played so that we had a team pretty much so it was an interesting experience but like I think because I was surrounded by like good people with good intentions, like that made for a good experience. And my coach was always very encouraging of me. So That's I can good. say that about him, but you know, the college <laughs> coaches was like a whole nother story. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I
1: got some but, stories from college. <laughs> Definitely. <yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say too much. Cause I'm going to just say by the book, but next, anyways.
1: For the next yeah. podcast
0: yeah 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 (laughs) um I don't think that people always are aware because I feel like we have similar perspectives as we have experienced like the student athlete life but Mm -hmm. like two people on the outside looking in or to somebody who's thinking of being in a position of leadership as a coach like I don't think that they always realize how big your impact as a coach can be on your players like it is It could be a very, like, I don't want to say intimate, but, like, it could be a close relationship, like, something that will last for, like, years to come. So, unfortunately, like, you didn't get that experience, but to your coach's credit, like, you said, you're still, like, learning from his legacy to this day, so that's Mm -hmm. awesome. All right. And then... shift to the breakup a little bit I also went through a really rough breakup in college that really like I feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if not for that breakup so how did that breakup impact you
1: oh man that was um <laughs> that was definitely a time in my life uh so I'll I I'll just give you a little like background uh so we dated uh in so- my sophomore year in uh in high school and all the way up to, like, my sophomore year in college. Um, and it was kind of, like, we got to college, like, a little bit off and on. Um, but I didn't really know what God was about to do in my life at that point because I, I was catering to her. I was very much of like, hey, like, anything you need, you know, I got you. Um, you know, being very loyal and being very, like, transparent about, you know, who I am, but also just giving everything I got to her. Um, and that was kind of, like, uh, I think the worst thing I could have done because I didn't give to myself. I didn't give, you know, back to myself in the relationship. Uh, so moving forward, uh, we get to, I want to say it's my sophomore year, uh, find out she's cheating on me or she cheated on me. And I was kind of just like, like, wow, Um, like I, I didn't expect uh, this to happen. Because, you know, when you think about somebody uh, being with somebody for that long, you, know, you think you're either your bond or you know the respect or you know, just the level of y'all's relationship will be somewhere um you know up high to where you that that won't happen. Um, but I think it was just God just taking me, say, you know what, look, I have something for you and she she can't be a part of it. Uh and knowing that, knowing that now, kind of looking back on it, it's like, man, like that's the reason why I had to go through all that because out of that came the Momo Mondays, um, out of that came both Speaks, out of that came, you know, this ambitious type of guy um, wanting to pursue his life and live his life to the fullest. But then also, you know, just trying to, you know, better his life uh, because he didn't get the chance uh, to do that with her. But um, it was very hard. Uh, I think the first couple months, I was just kind of like I in uh in a college environment. So, you know, when you think about it, you're in a college environment there's everybody you know is trying to do everything everybody's trying to you know experience college for themselves but i was just all over the place i was partying you know uh going through you know the party phase going through um you know the drinking phase and just doing all that and it's just like bro like i really need to get myself together because you know uh eventually this is not going to be a, there has to be something else to fill the void And I was trying to fill that void with partying and drinking, you know, just being around people that I shouldn't be around. Um, And eventually, I I had to look myself in the mirror. Um, I remember specifically it was one night, or not one night, it was one day. Um, I I was walking towards the, I was walking to a calf and you know, to go get some food. And my homeboy, you know, he's like, "Hey, let's meet up." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And I'm walking there, and I can just feel the weight of my body. I can feel the weight of the world just on me and you know every step I take is like it's getting deeper and deeper and I can I, I was about to break down in the calf so I literally had to get my food I say no I gotta i got, I got to go do some homework or something uh, go back into my dorm <laughs> go back to my dorm and you know how you feel like you know you're about to cry but you're trying to hold it in before you know everything just breaks down and you know it's a good walk from my from the calf to the dorm. It's like probably about a good five minute walk. So you know you're gonna see people along the way. You gonna everybody saying what's up. And you know um, at this point, you know everybody you knows knows who I am. So oh, they're saying what's up, bro. You good? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. But I had a mask on my face walking uh, back from the calf. And then you know when I got uh, in my room, I kind of just unveiled that and had to let it go. And I literally remember sliding down my door and just breaking down. Because I was hurt so bad. And, you know, just, you know, when you really love somebody, you really, you know, feel very strongly about somebody and that they break that, that breaks you mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, you know, it was, it was got to the point where I couldn't even like get up because it's like, all right, I don't want, I don't want to move. I don't want to, you know, go out into the world to see me like this. But then also, it's just like, I know that. If I do, they're like, "Oh, well, you're you're just that guy that you know I got cheated on." You know, grow up, you know, or you know, man up, like as they'll say. Um, but I don't think a lot of people think about, you know, especially on the guy side. Like when you go through a breakup or anything like that, uh, how much it impacts a guy because you know the guy's invested, just like the girls invested. Um, if you think about it, or if the guy's truly invested in somebody, um, but to be able to, you know, get, get pull myself together um, and get up and knowing that, okay. I told myself, look, it's going to be me and God now for the rest of, for a minute. (laughs) It's just going to be me and him. Um, And knowing that at the time, too, I I really didn't have my faith that I have now, but I knew that God was preparing me for something else on the other side of this kind of like rough patch in my life. So.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I can definitely relate to parts of that as well. I was not really, like, dating anybody serious in high school, but I started a serious relationship in the beginning of college, and in the back of my mind, I always told myself, like, all right, if we make it through all four years, like, we should be good, so (laughs) you did have all those years under your belt, and then it still, like, didn't go the distance, so I can imagine how painful that would be, and... Also, I'm happy that you brought up this topic of heartbreak, because I feel like growing up for me, like throughout my youth, there was a lot of painful heartbreak. And I think a lot of young people deal with that. And mm-hmm. now that I'm like, I don't want to say getting older, but <laughs> <now> <laughs> that the years are like passing by and I'm a lot more like my approach to relationships is a lot different now. Like I sometimes forget about that pain. And I think like for somebody like you and me, who's like on a mission to like encourage and inspire other people, um, you have to do that from a uh, a place where you're able to like connect with people and pain is able to do that. Like you can relate to some connect with somebody because of a common shared pain. Yeah. And So like <laughs> in one way, you know it's it's nice to move forward and move on, but in another way, I'm like, wow, like I don't want to forget what I've been through because that's the key to me being able to reach somebody else. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> of which, yeah, like I know for me personally, like when my heart is broken, like I feel that thing in my stomach in my throat. Like it's you, it, you like <laughs> You really feel it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it sucks, but I mean, it happens and like I think in a perfect world or like ideally not even in a perfect world like ideally because it happens in the real world too ideally you do what you you did and what I've done and you take your lessons and you like refine your approach so you know like all right we're gonna do better next time
1: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh so that being said how did you get back up like how did you get back up from losing your coach I mean you kind of just talked a little bit about Uh, getting back up from that relationship but I really like to just make it like um, tangible like clear to somebody who's listening so if somebody is going through a tough loss and like let's talk to that young person that is like knows they have a, a bright future ahead of them in college with big things but like right now they're struggling or even that person who is going through a heartbreak like how do we get back up from that
1: yeah, so um, one thing I always had, and uh, that I think it was kind of vital for me uh, to have in my life was somebody to talk to. Um, it was very, you know, it, and I remember it's, it's this guy named Sly, and he was kind of like our team youth pastor. Um, he's a youth pastor now, but especially during the during my loss um, when my coach passed away, he called me immediately, and he was in a parking lot with me, and you know, just you know, kind of taking that load offer of me. So the advice I'll give to somebody, you know, find somebody that you're able to, you know, confine in um, that that's that's no know, that knows what you're going through, but then also is able to take that load. You know, I don't think, um, and you know, I don't think my parents really understood like what was really going on at the time uh, with me. I don't think my brothers really understood that either, but he understood because I think he went through something like that, and I think he knows. Uh, just spending time with him and, you know, actually letting him mentor me that I was able to make that transition and get back up. And it was the same thing in the relationship. Um, he kind of asked me, even while we are in a relationship, he was like, hey, so what is y'all's, you know, relationship with God? Is the God of y'all relationship? And, you know, just kind of asking those type of questions. Um, but then, of course, when we had the breakup, it was just like, uh, I need somebody, you know, to talk to. And he was like, look, like I understand what you're going through. I understand, you know, what happened, but I'm here to help you. And I'm here to pick you up when you can't, you can't pick yourself up. Um, I'm here to, you know, carry that load. So um, I'll say just find somebody that you're able to, um, you know, confine in. But then also uh, another advice I'll give is find yourself. uh, I think in each point of of those two two shifts in my life, I was able to find a new version of who I was uh, just because it's like that old version of me was kind of, letting go and that the old version of me is kind of like being destroyed and that new version of me is being built up uh over something new so
0: i like that perspective of like discovering new versions of yourself and i'm i'm realizing as i'm listening to you like probably not gonna have like a high schooler or like somebody freshman in college listening to this podcast necessarily i mean you never know but i feel like (laughs) For whoever is listening, like maybe we're speaking to the person who, like I mentioned before, is thinking about becoming a coach or who is over yep. like a youth group or just thinking about getting involved and pouring into the youth. I think it's good to hear this perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when, okay, going back to the breakup, <laughs> um, <laughs> did, when, when things were like going south, were you Like, accepting, like, like, yeah, we're done. Like, there's no going back. Or was there still a little piece of you that's like, nah, we could we could fix this?
1: Yeah. So I was like, and, you know, it's kind of crazy because, you know, when they say, like, you know, the time, you know, you can't have no contact rule and all this stuff. Like, we didn't talk like we broke up like in, I think, October Um, and then we didn't talk for like two months. And then, um, you know, because I'm in school. So I think that distance really helped out a lot. But when I went back home for the holidays, it was just like everything started to hit again. You know, all these memories started to pop up. You know, just even just even me walking into my house, I realized like, bro, like she was there like literally like three months ago, you know, when I came home. So it was kind of just like, (laughs) you know, um, and, you know, I I just try to I try to mend things out. Um, I, I don't like having bad blood with people. Uh, that's like one of my things. Is just like I don't, I don't, I don't like to carry that. I don't like to think about that or have that energy because I don't want to receive that energy back towards me. So I was just like, okay, we gotta, we gotta really mend this because, like, I don't know what, what is going on because it's just like everything is just put on pause, you know, uh, for our relationship or you know everything. It was kind of just like a, like a good segment, you know. And that time people were being petty, you know, I was being petty, <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> I don't think that's (laughs) you know and it it was kind of just like just seeing that um like I said putting that mask on when really you're still hurting inside and you know I was trying to just find um closure in the relationship and closure in that so we met up again and just kind of talked about everything um and then kind of just went our separate ways after that and just kind of like just discussing like just what happened uh over of course our relationship so
0: okay cool and um I know, like people have different responses to being cheated on and stuff. Like, do you feel like that experience affected your self worth or your self esteem?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. I think I think I didn't know what my self worth was, um, especially you know a, as far as what I've brought to the table. And I think during that time period too, uh, you know, kind of just thinking about like, who am I as a person? You know, like why would somebody do this to me? you know, how could they, you know, how could they do this? And and like, who am I? Um, I didn't know that. And I I struggled with that after the breakup, after, you know, we kind of talked about everything and after it's just kind of just like this this spiral of, uh, you know, going through that period. I didn't know what my self worth was. Um, But I think it was just kind of just like knowing that you're in a storm and knowing that you're in the middle of the storm, but knowing that God is a companion with you in the storm to, for you to be you know say okay i need help um and i think that's what i did so
0: yeah thank you for speaking to that because i feel like like i know the female side of these type of situations but we don't always hear or talk about like the male perspective so thank you for adding to that and so from those experiences i feel like there has definitely been some i don't want to say like uphill but like evolution there's been some evolution like yeah i see like the person that you are today and Mm -hmm. it's amazing to watch and i feel like you're very much just still getting started on the things that like god has called for you to do and like walking in purpose and just really like making moves so it's really exciting to watch um unfold and so now you have uh Momo Mondays and Live Life to the Fullest. And do you want to talk about those really quick? Like yeah. so, how did you um, yeah, like how'd you get into those?
1: So a lot of people don't know this. Um so way the with the reason why Momo Monday started, um, uh, you know, and I and I talked about it, it goes back to the breakup, it goes back to that relationship. It was kind of just therapy for myself. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they say, Okay, go to therapy go talk to somebody. I was like, look, like. I know somebody else is going through this, but I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to say what's on my heart. I'm going to say what's on my mind. Because, you know, I think, you know, when people speak or when people have those different types of voices, uh, a lot of people are attached to them just because of what they're going through or what their sound of voice. So me speaking about, you know, going through the breakup, me speaking about going through all this stuff, it's just like a, a lot of people on my campus started to be like, bro, like I'm going through the exact same thing. I appreciate you talking about this or yeah, I really needed this today. You know, this really helped me out. And it transpired from that to, you know, doing it every Monday, which it was it, it was kind of like a thing. I was just like, like, this is going to be every single Monday, Monday, but that's just who I am now. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful for it because now I'm able to turn, you know, kind of like what worked for me, therapy for me to help somebody else along their journey. Um, and then, of course, you know, I started building the brand, uh, started actually being intentional about what I was doing instead of you know kind of just being a, another copycat I think that's where a lot of you know in the in the early days of me doing my Momo Mondays uh, I was just saying the same thing over and over again just a different way uh really I had I had like a little bit of authenticity or authenticity but um not fully <laughs> but but now to be able to say all right I can turn on turn on the camera turn on the mic and just go one full take. Um, and just speak from my heart and speak, you know, what God wants me to talk about. Um, and I think along with that came my faith. Um, I, I really didn't see, you know, I think there's a big difference in my shift of my just my career of speaking, uh, you know, building this brand or building Momo Mondays where it was, you know, straight motivation to now now talking about God. And you can see that it's like a day and night. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like a day and night uh, switch. Uh, that came for me. So uh on that note, um building that, um starting I'm getting into about to my podcast too coming up. So y'all stay tuned. Um and then also just uh also really being close. Um every anytime I get money or something like that out when I was younger, bought clothes. <laughs> so uh I was like how can I take what I love doing, but then also close and bind it together. And now I got my merch out. So uh live life to the fullest. Um that's kind of like just a motto uh that I I really want to iterate with people is that, you know, when you live your life to the fullest, you're allowing God to come in and, and help you walk in your purpose, allow you to be who you're supposed to be. Um and actually, you know, living your life to the fullest, but it, you know, experiencing your true purpose and experiencing what it means to embrace who you are. So
0: that's dope. I love it. And I also appreciate the transition in your uh, content from, like, motivation to, like, now let's get some faith in there. Because I've had that same transition myself. Like, when I mm-hmm. started, it was all, like, straight motivation, like, hustle and grind type girl boss stuff. And- yeah, I think like I developed kind of a reputation for that and I was just like oh but no like that's not really that's not really what I mean (laughs) especially (laughs) as I got more into my faith and it's like okay but as a kingdom entrepreneur like we do not subscribe to hustle and grind like yes there's work to be done but we also got to make room for God to come in and help us out and also with the whole like girl boss this independent like (laughs) okay like no like I definitely would like invite a man's leadership into my life like don't get it twisted so I had to like rebrand a little bit quote unquote (laughs) and then even just because like people were like oh like that stuff that you're posting it sounds good but it's not biblical and like that kind of hit me a little bit because I'm like well dang like I definitely want to make sure that I'm like giving credit to Jesus Christ in what I'm doing so I was like all right let me like think twice and I don't know if people know this two things first of all like when we post motivational stuff like yeah it is for that person who like is having a bad day and needs to pick me up but sometimes it's also just as much like for us like we're speaking to ourselves yeah and um the other thing that i don't know if people know i don't know if this is your process but for me like i definitely pray over my content like constantly i'm like god like give me the words to say like give me the creativity give me the ideas and like yeah that's because people like will message me and they're like oh my gosh like how are you so consistent like you always post on your story like how mm-hmm. how can you be so consistent and I'm just like I don't think you understand like I prayed for this <laughs> yeah
1: so I'm actually glad you said that because um a lot of people are like because I, n- I only missed probably about two or three Mondays uh just because I it was football and I was just you know and I was in the early days um so people ask me it's like do you record do you have any pre-recorded And I was like, no, (laughs) I can't. Oh wow. So that was just, so it was like, oh, well you do this every Monday? And I was like, yes. And I was just like, you know, because it's not just about, you know, putting out content, it's not just about, you know, having, you know, this platform is about making an impact and not just being an influence Um, and having, you know, ways to, uh, you know, affect somebody's life, but do it uh, genuinely. And if I was like, okay, if I make a video Monday, I mean, if I make a video Sunday, then I can't post it Monday because it's not one more Mondays. So uh, (laughs) so.
0: yeah, thank you for saying that, because I definitely was wondering, I'm like, does he batch record? (laughs) And again, like, I think that's just a testimony to God's goodness to be able to, like, give you a message, like something new every single week. That's yeah, that's that's it's not easy no. I'm speaking from experience. I don't know if anybody listening has tried to make content regularly like that is definitely not easy. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, I would love to talk about faith a little bit because I'm always making space for conversations around faith. Yeah. Um, and I have been like watching some of your journey from through the social media streets. and I think it's so dope. So do you want to talk about, like, I think you mentioned how? those events that you went through, like, pushed you closer to God, but, like, do you want to talk a little bit more in detail about what that looked like, and what changes you made, or what encounters you had that really made you, like, decide to be committed to God in your faith?
1: Yeah, so, uh, it's funny that you say encounter, um, because, um, at here at my, uh, the the church I go to, um, we have this thing called encounter, and it's like, hey, 10 day session or not 10 days, like a, a 10, yeah, 10, 10, 10 sessions a day. Um, and then it's like one, like pre session night before that. So it's um, it's really funny that you say that because when I was in, I want to say last year, uh, last year is kind of where I had my big kind of just like, all right, it's all I'm going all for God. And that's where I kind of realized who I was because I didn't really grow up in the church, uh, in the church home or nothing like that uh my parents really forced that on us they they talked about god they knew we all believed in god but we didn't i didn't have that relationship growing up with them. um so if i if i ever had an encounter with god it was through somebody else um but now uh, going to college and be able to, to you know stand on my own my own feet and you know experience what god really has in store for me um i started going to church uh, i think about two years ago or it was, I forgot what year it was. It was either my junior year in the fall or going into my junior year in the spring. But I started going consistently and I was like, okay, I knew there's going to be some type of change, you know? And I think this is where, you know, we go back to look at, you know, the breakup is like, okay, there's a reason why God is preparing me for something, right? So we talked about, you know, him, uh, you know, dismissing that relationship that's not feeding into to my soul right? Uh, And now being able to look, okay, what is the reason why? Uh, And now I started going to church and we had this thing called encounter coming up. And basically uh, it was during spring ball. So as athletes is like, you know, everything that you have going, like everything has to be on hold for your, for your sport. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this because we got our spring game on Friday. And then we also have, you know, practice the next day. So it's like okay, my pastor said, "Cool, cool. I want you to come on Thursday. I want you. It's just gonna be me, uh, you, and uh, the guy who brought me in. I'm one of my best friends. Actually, his birthday was yesterday. But um, we're gonna bring you in on Thursday. We're gonna do two sessions with you by yourself. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so it was it was late. It was I probably just got just got off of work at uh like nine nine thirty. Um, and I had to go in. I was like, man, I don't know if i really want to go." I don't know if this is really going to help um but you know when you think about when you encounter god as god is going to pour himself into other people to pour into you right so um and i and i have, i had this quote um that you know god was sending his his best soldiers um to go save the people that need to be saved um but during that moment uh on that thursday night uh this is before the spring game um they're praying over me and they're saying okay we're about to go through the sessions the first two sessions before that, though, I want you to clear your mind. I want you to clear, you know, turn your phone off. You know, you don't have football. You don't have, you know, nothing. It's just you and God at this moment. And, you know, there's been a couple of times in my life where I heard God clearly, you know, talking to me. That's like we're talking right now. And, you know, we're cl- I'm closing my eyes and, you know, just praying over me. And I, And I want you to imagine like this hand coming out and say, take my hand and allow me to, you know, and do you trust me? Because I think that was a big thing. Uh, going for the breakup, I didn't really have trust, uh, a deep connection trust. I trusted people because I understand, you know, people are genuine and some people you just have to trust, but I didn't have that deep connection of trust that was in me, that trust that was broken in me. Uh, God said, take my hand and do you trust me? And so I took his hand it, and then it was up from there. Um, so we went through that whole night and I felt just kind of just like, like an uplift. They were leave, and then the next the next day we had the spring game. But then you know, typical, you know, college kids would go out party the next night. I had to go to bed because we had to get up at eight o'clock in the morning to go to the next ten sessions. So you think about you know physically, you know, you're tired, but then you know spiritually, though, you just getting started, and just getting started going into you know what it means to have a real transformation, but a real encounter with God. So that that whole day, you know, we're going through the sessions, and you know, I'm getting pictures. I'm I'm very like a uh, visual type of learner, but you know, for some reason, in my mind, I was getting all these different images of of Jesus, of you know, God, of the Holy Spirit, and us just like going through a walk, us going through a journey, and it was very it was very powerful because I actually have, I have a I was able to see you know Jesus for the first time of who he was. I was able to, you know, speak to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit come through me. And I was able to embody what it means to have God flow through me, you know? So, um, and a testament to that is the next couple months, you know, I go back to encounter and I teach about inner healing. <laughs> uh, that was one of my one of my speeches that I have. Um, and I taught about inner healing and I taught about, you know, forgiveness. And I think that's where my story kind of really took, you know, took a, like a a uplift because I taught people, I told people what I had to go through the baggage that I was carrying, you know, the weight that I was carrying, because, you know, it's, it's okay. Uh, You have to go through the, you get saved and you get baptized, but then you have to go through the work. You have to do the work, you know, to keep it going. So I think i teaching them how to do that and letting them go is like, this is the perfect place for me to teach people how to heal themselves, but then have God come in and heal you. And then let go of the baggage that you've been carrying. Um, and then going through that, it was just it's just been amazing. Uh this past year we had Saved by the Bell. Um, fast forward into this year, yeah, we had Saved by the Bell and just seeing that come to life, that was just, you know, just mind blowing. Um, and it, it was crazy because I was reading Eric Thomas' book and he was talking about uh how he was preaching at the uh the clock tower. And we have a clock tower in the middle of our campus. So I was just like, Maybe if I went to go do something, or maybe maybe if I went to go, you know, let's just say preach or something, like at the clock tower, that this would be something, you know, that I'd be able to, you know, share. Little did I know that God was about to put something, he had something else in mind. And I told him to my guy that brought me in, I was like, look, like, what if we did something called, like, Saved by the Bell, you know, we had a worship night, because Maverick City was going crazy at that time. You know, with the, uh, the "I Thank God" video, and I was I was like, man, like, what if we did something like that? So we we planted that seed in June, and then we went all the way up to uh, September where we we're kind of like, you know, figuring out, are we really going to do this? And then we asked, okay, you know what? We need this because it's not just us that are you know saved that we're all we're all good. We need to go get the other people. Like I said, is that God was in his you know his his strongest soldiers. To come rescue you and i think at that point it's like okay now it's going to impact the campus so we had a worship night and then um we had 31 people get saved uh and then about 24 people get baptized on a college campus that night and it was kind of crazy because um you know my pastor asked me to MC the whole thing because you know just the me being a social media guy and you know uh speaker he's like hey i need you to MC. i was like okay great uh and then we get to the end and he calls up the worship team. I'm mean, not the prayer team um, and says, you know what, um, Momo, you're going to baptize everybody. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I was just like, I thought I was just praying over people. You know, they need if they want to, you know, they need to pray over. He was like, nope, go over there. So the the tub wasn't in uh the tub wasn't in uh the tub that we brought wasn't in the like the the whole thing at all. Like it was just supposed to be a worship night. Have people, you know, if you want to get saved, you know, uh, we'll pray over you and you kind of get you connected. That wasn't in the script. I mean, the the schedule at all. So when he brought out that tub and he told me that I was like, all right, let, let's see what happens. I don't know who's really going to, you know, nobody, you know, nobody planned for this. Everybody in a street clothes. So and it was kind of crazy. So one of the girls um, that, you know, that's kind of in my small group, she came and she was the first one. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, like people actually thinking about this. And she came and she got baptized. And then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people just started lining up. I'm talking about, we had people from, that I knew when I was my freshman year that were, you know, partying with me to now we're on a different, on the other side of it. Uh, I had, you know, people on my football team. I had six guys on my football team get baptized. I had, uh, you know, just people of all ages that you can think of. And then what made it special is uh, I'm also a Sunday school teacher uh so I had one of my one of my Sunday school kids actually two of them got baptized that night so that was kind of just like really special to see um but that night was just amazing so
0: that's huge and that's amazing because I in so many different ways I'm um, I've had like light bulbs like going off like oh like wow <laughs> because yeah. um well wait before I go into the light bulbs I'm like where does man get a tub from <laughs> like <Yeah>. that was <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, what? They, it, it's it's not like a it's like the you know like your baptism type of tub like we baptize people in like one of the like the tubs or something like that it's like a little it's not like a i would say a tub i don't know like a container but like it's like big enough for a person to be in there if that makes sense so
0: but i'm just like if that wasn't in the schedule like this this man was plotting on y'all like he just let me just wait well, yeah. just in case yeah. <laughs> I, was there,
1: I was sitting up because i was sitting like <laughs> Like, what, what, what is he saying? Like, did that just, like, cross my mind? You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, like, he just told me to go baptize. I look over in the tub center right there. I was like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been set up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that, um, that that happened because I think sometimes when you're, like, new to faith, which for me personally, like, I got saved very young and I got baptized very young but now as I'm like into adulthood I see like different hesitations and excuses that people make and I think and even just like different uh I I guess I'll just say ideologies where some people think like okay like I've I've just got my I just got saved let me ease on into this thing and I'll get baptized I don't even know if it crosses your mind in the beginning or like, I'll wait a couple months and then I'll, I'll think about it. But like in the Bible, we literally have an example of a man who literally has an encounter on a road and is like, I'll get baptized right now. Like, where's the water? Like (laughs) we got water, like we're good to go. And literally gets like converted and baptized like back to back. And so I think it's a beautiful thing when that happens, because that's not everybody's story, but it is such a very powerful one. And then also just hearing your story and your background in your faith walk, uh, just to see like how you have been able to let God use you because it's not, you didn't have like years under your belt of like, (laughs) you didn't know all the big fancy words. You were not like the perfect saint and yet God was still able to use you mightily. So that's really encouraging.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I I just I had to say the word encounter because I feel like it's one thing to like quote-unquote do the things like pray read your bible listen to worship music and I do believe that you can experience God through those things because it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the inevitable you know but at the same time like you can definitely do those things from a place of like habit Or like, this is just what I do. I'm just checking it off my list, getting it done. And your heart is not in that place to like really seek God. And so because of that, like, I I think it'll really minimize your experience. Whereas like, if you were really intentional about like, God, I want to know you more. I want to like see you in a new way. Like really going into those things intentional. Like it's just different. But also like sometimes we're just out here minding our business and the Holy Spirit is like, nah, we have an appointment. And so I had to say encounter because encounters are very much real. And also, I'm happy that you touched on inner healing because that's something that's been on my heart for a few weeks now to talk more about. And slowly but surely, like God is bringing me the right people to have this conversation with. Like as you were talking, I just had this image of like a mirror, like a big, tall mirror. And while you're doing that inner healing, it's like you're wiping what you can reach but then like you get to that point where like you're on your tippy toes and you can't get to the top to clean up there and that's where like god comes down is like i got you because i feel like society and like culture as such i don't even know what they be teaching about healing (laughs) but i just know it's like a hot mess and this idea i heard it said this weekend like and i'm kind of like mixing what i heard which with what i want to say which is like you cannot heal heal yourself like if it worked wow. like that we we wouldn't need god and i love talking about inner healing because it's just i'm just like in love with the process like it's so amazing what happens when you have that internal change so i really love that you brought that up and i just really hope that more people will invite god into their healing journeys because you that's the, like if you want guaranteed results like invite God in you can only do but so much yourself you can you know you can like wipe off the outside a little bit to get like that deep change like you're gonna want God to partner with you on your journey so I'm so happy you brought that up okay so shifting gears a little bit uh what does it look like for you to live life with no filter and just authentically be yourself
1: Mm. so I I think that's really good um you know I, I think when I think about that Especially being on a college campus, is that you stand out from everybody else. You stand out in ways that only a few people are able to see. Um, You know, especially me, you know, being who I am. And, you know, I do a lot on my campus. So I'm a a college, well, former athlete, uh, resident advisor, (laughs) Um, physical education major, and then also, you know, this entrepreneur, motivational speaker all that wrapped into one. And a lot of people were just like, like you're just like all over the place. You know, you're just like, you know, if you would have had, uh, I guess, you know, how they have like, you know, misses, whatever for their colleges, like you'll be like the mister, you know? know? Um, But, you know, I I think about that because um, I think about how I stand out. Uh, Just, I want to stand out from everybody else. I don't want to just be like everyone else. I think that's always been a thing in my life, when I look back, it's like I I, I didn't I was kind of like in the mix, but I didn't fit in uh, necessarily just because I was different or just because I, I, I see a different road that everybody else is going. I'll take the other road. Um, if I see a different path, if I see, you know, everybody else is in this room. I want to go to an, another room by myself and not necessarily being by myself, but being surrounded by like minded people, of course, um, but then also, you know, I think what comes with what God has in store for me uh, and what God has in store, you know, wants me to do is that I have to stand out from everybody else. I can't be like everyone else just because it's like you can't have an ordinary person with a God's gift, if that makes sense, you know, and God will give a gift yeah. to some or God, you know, everybody has a gift, but if you really tap into your gift and your purpose is that God will separate you from everybody else
0: that's so true (laughs) like literally he will separate you and i gotta be honest because i feel like growing up like i did feel different i did feel special and then like people would tell me that and then i think in the last couple years of my life there's been like a lot of separation and from like from crowds and from groups for various reasons (laughs) And I think that those seasons of separation are definitely necessary in the process of becoming who God wants you to become. But at the same time, because even like biblically, we hear about people like going to the mountains, going into the deserts, like there's that separation period. But at the same time, I think that that separation can like mess with your head a little bit. And so this weekend, I literally had to like repent because I... Have been so guilty of like thinking that I'm not special, and that's just like such a big lie. And so I had to repent because, I like, yeah, I feel like when you're in a like when you're in a crowd, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm different. Like I see it, but when you're by yourself and there's like less people around, it's like, oh wait, am, am I different? <laughs> and like, God has definitely. God didn't make us like average or like, like everybody else. And so I think when we have that, like less than mentality or the mentality of like, yeah, like I'm just part of the crowd. It's like, it's like dishonoring him in, in a way. Cause we're not like acknowledging that he did create us different. And like, he is such a big God, so big that like he's deposited special and like unique things in each one of us so yeah i had to apologize to god this weekend for that but i love that thank you i don't think anybody's ever talked about it that way so yes yes to being set apart and different (laughs) (laughs) one thing that i was uh before we like wrap up um okay so we are like in a, in a facebook group together with like our speaking coach and i saw that you were posting some things and you were you got asked a question about like why is it important to to live a full life rather than just settling and also like are you just living or are you just existing and i think those things really stood out to me because i've always been really big on like never settling like don't settle i've always been ambitious yeah and I don't think that you're just born with that. Like, I think it comes from somewhere. So, like, can you talk a little bit more about like settling, or not settling, living life to the fullest, existing versus living? Like, where did where does that motivation come from for you? From yeah, from for you. <laughs> I'm stop talking. And let you talk.
1: <laughs> so, I think I, I, I hear the first uh, part about settling. Um, I think just overall, just my life experiences. Um, and being, you know, who I am, I think I couldn't just settle for the life that was kind of handed to me, uh, in a sense, because you know I come from a background where my my mom my mom was from you know Kentucky and my dad was from Africa and they both made it L A. So it's like all right, we got three boys, we got to move, and knowing that they did all that sacrifices that I can't just settle for the life that they gave me, I had to kind of like repay them or kind of like, you know, pave the way for my kids uh, one day. And I think about, you know, just you can't settle on life if everything is going great for you. You know, um, I don't like to be in the place for too long. Uh, I like to, you know, upskill. I know when God keeps me there, though, he's going to keep me there. (laughs) He's going to keep me there. But also, um, is I don't like to just feel like, you know, this is just my capstone. Like, this is all that I can do. You know, I don't I like to feel like I feel like I can achieve anything I put my mind to. I feel like I'm able to, you know, if if God gives me a vision or a dream or an aspiration, is that knowing that I'm able to complete that or I'm able to, you know, take on that task that he has for me. Um, And that goes back to, you know, living your life to the fullest. It's like, what is your, if you really think about your true potential, um, when you think about living your life, are you living it to the fullest? Because are you just existing? To live or are you living uh and existing at the same time? Well not I not say that right. Are you living? Are you are you just existing to live, right? Or are you living to exist, you know, and thinking about, you know, wanting to be uh more than just who you are, thinking about more, thinking about being more than just a person on this earth and actually, you know, walking in purpose, you know, living out your purpose, but then also living your life to the fullest. Um, I think that I think about that every single morning I wake up because when I wake up, I know it's like, well, there's some there's some reason why God woke me up today, you know, because if he didn't, then I'll be up there with him. But there's some reason that I'm the job is not done or you know, you're still you, you still have work to do. You know, there's and it's crazy because when I think about that, I think about the Kobe uh, I don't know, you know, you you probably know about the Kobe uh uh interview and he's like, oh well you're up to 2-0 well against you know in the finals. And he's like, the job's not done. Like, there's no not saying there's no reason to celebrate, but I think about that too. As my life is just like, like if I'm gonna live my life to the fullest, and knowing that I'm waking up every single day is that knowing the job is not done. What God has me to do. So
0: that's good. Yeah, I definitely wanted to touch on that because, like I said in the beginning, like Get Up 10 is definitely about resilience. It's definitely about authenticity. But the other aspect that I really love to like promote is ambition. Like a mm-hmm. healthy ambition, like a healthy let's like dream bigger, let's do more, like yes, like God has more for you, and you're capable of more. like I think we don't even realize what we're capable of until so it. it's like, yeah, until it's that time, it's that moment, even for myself personally, like especially over I guess I could say like my twenties, honestly like there's just certain things that I didn't even know was possible because I had to like hear it from somebody else or see it from somebody else and I think that's the power of like getting into the room or like connecting with like-minded individuals I think like like like-minded in quotes because yes like-minded but like people who are ahead of you really is what I mean because they'll like drop ideas and seeds that you didn't even like (laughs) yeah and so I always want to encourage people to like like my in high school like the quote that I put in the yearbook was reach for the stars so if you fall you land on a cloud because I just always believe like there's always more so thank you for that all right well I'm done with all the serious questions (laughs) I have like (laughs) three questions for fun (laughs) so I really love to travel I haven't been able to travel lately like I wanted to this year but like Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, like, traveling is very, like, healing for me, and I just, I love to go new places. So, with that being said, like, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go?
1: <laughs> um. So, there's a, people always, so, when they, people ask me that question, as a kid, I'll answer, I want to go to the moon, <laughs> just because, it's like, you don't, know, like, how many people you know that has been to the moon, or traveled to the moon, of course, I got to get a, a realistic answer. But um, I think about, I don't know. I think I, I got to get out the country. Um, I think America is like, America is great. But I think just going to a, somewhere overseas, um, I think Taiwan.
0: Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was not expecting I, that I, answer.
1: Mine, yeah. I mean, it's very, because like you think about like the, like you think about, you know, the culture over there. And, you know, they say they have they people over there live a lot longer than people in the United States. And just yeah. seem like, like why though, you know, their peace, you know, what they eat, you know, what, what's going on there every day, you know, they don't have all these, you know, different distractions or all these different, you know, things going on. Going on. And no, no diss to America, but like we're living in a world right now, in the country right now, we're kind of like just lost in a sense sometimes. Uh, and I think we have a lot of, you know, just distractions and a lot of just, you know, things that we we kind of cater to instead of catering to something else that's that's productive and you know for us. Um, but yeah. I think you know, being just able to see that on the other side.
0: Okay, I hear that. <laughs> interesting, because like I I grew up uh, watching The Amazing Race with my family, and I don't know if you ever watched that before. Have you? The Amazing. The Amazing Race. Mm-mm. Okay, well, basically it's like a competition, and they start off with like, um, oh, it's, like teams it's, of two.
1: and then they gotta travel around somewhere, like travel Yeah, around, like, and
0: they have to. Like, yeah, and they like do all these tasks, and like it's like a team gets eliminated. Like if they don't, they're like last. Anyway, yeah. so they just brought that back a couple years ago, and my siblings, my sister and I, that's like our show. Like we watch it together and last week they were like in Slovenia or something and one of the challenges was like they had to like put hay on this rack like the farmers do there and I was like how crazy is it like like the fact that that's like literally somebody's life like they get up they put on their like simple clothes plaid shirt and they like go out (laughs) with the hat and they just like in the hay with the animals and like They live in a small town and, like, that's their reality. Like, that's their life. And I'm like, part of me is, like, God, like, why you ain't choose me for that life? (laughs) It's so much simpler. (laughs) But I also know that, like, you know, I'm here for such a time as this, like, where I'm from, who my parents are, what city I'm in, like, it's all very much intentional. But I'm just, sometimes I wonder, like, God, why you didn't, why you didn't create me for that simple life? (laughs) and also i feel like i'm very big on like your your first answer or your initial answer is like that's where your heart's at and so i I just feel like in our lifetime like you might be able to go to the moon like in a couple years you probably you know i'm just going to speak wealth over your life you might be able to like drop a couple stacks and go to the moon like that doesn't in this day and age, like, it's not even unrealistic anymore. So maybe we're saying that as a boy for a reason. I don't know. Just throwing that out
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My childhood dream.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I also like to share, uh, so, a song. And it could either be, like, something... The kind of like something you consider to be an anthem or like something that you just listened to like recently that, that you have like on repeat because is really speaking to you in this season. Either or.
1: Hold on, let me pull up my Apple Music. <laughs> okay. But so I'm a big Rodways fan. Uh okay. so there, there there's a lot of people say, oh, you know, you just listen to your heartbreak music, stuff like that. Yeah. And I went through went through that phase. <laughs> but then there are also songs um, that's kind of like just kind of like spoke to me um, over the years and over uh, just me being who I am and knowing that, you know, whatever, wherever it comes in my life, whatever it comes comes, uh, wherever comes for me is that I know that it's going to be the, the best for me. Um, and then he made this song. I think it's on his last album. Um I not find it but it's it was called uh i think it's called youngin and it's called like youngin out the city or the youngin out the city or something like that and it was really it really spoke to me because it was like like wherever i go and i think it was just it was right after the uh the event that we went to in atlanta uh for the mastermind and it was i was kind of just seeing like my dreams can come true and my dreams are actually you know for me and kind of just hearing his voice and him saying that's like, this fits. Um, but another one is called uh, Living Life uh, by Joyce. And that's where I kind of uh, got Live Life to the Fullest, uh, that two aspects from it. Um, so those two songs really hit close to me uh, just because I know, uh, you know, he said, uh, it, it was kind of like in that in that dark period that I had, it was, he said, these days, um I'm surrounded by you know a whole bunch of darkness but then um I'm gonna live it to the fullest or something like that so living in living to the fullest even when he's surrounded by all this chaos um that's what I that's what I got from it so
0: okay nice and then the last thing which I like hate to ask this to a college student because I don't know about you but for me personally like after college was done, I'm like, yeah, I'm good on reading. I've read enough. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you for a book recommendation. So it could be either something that you're, like, reading right now that is really good or something that you have read, um, like, in the past that, like, was really a game changer for you.
1: Um, I think in the past um, that I've read, and it was kind of just like, each time you read it, is you get something different from it because you go through life experiences, was uh, Eric Thomas's UOU. Uh, I think that was really, that was like my first, and it it was kind of crazy, because like, that was like my first book that I actually like purchased, you know, for myself, that I didn't have to purchase for a class, or didn't have to, you know, uh, read outside of, you know, school and stuff like that. But uh, actually just reading that and kind of just like dissecting, each page, each story that he told, each thing, and it's kind of just like, like wow, like this guy, you know, he tells about you know his story, you know, when he was homeless, but then also okay, now that you know he's got it on his feet, you know, but what was his mindset through all that, and the reason why he thought, you know, and it, it was, it's kind of amazing to pick his brain without even meeting him, you know, I'm gonna meet him one day, of course, <laughs> that's that's on my list, but. I think is, is really when you think about a book, um, and you think, you know, think about the author, you know, really try to pick their brain of what they're really going through. And I think, you know, it kind of gives me because I'm writing a book, too, uh, for college students and college athletes. But then also it's just like, you know, when people read it, I want them to be able to pick my brain on what I'm going through without me having to tell them verbatim, OK, this is what I'm thinking you know and I think that's exactly what if you think about it from that perspective when you read that book it's just like wow like this this is the reason why you know he had this relationship or this is the reason why he thought like this or this is the reason why you know he is who he is because of everything in that book so
0: that's dope I actually have that book I'm like looking at it (laughs) yeah I have
1: it right here actually too
0: (laughs) yeah it's like literally right next to me um yeah, so last week I spoke with Coach Rocky and, like, she recommended a book that I have and now you recommended a book that I have, too. So, I don't know. I'm feeling like maybe God is telling me that I need to step away and do some reading to, like, close out this year. Because <laughs> I've had the book for a couple of years now, but, like, mm-hmm. I actually never finished it. So, yeah, maybe I need to open it up. And I have met Eric Thomas and I've been to, like, a few of his events and just... yeah, So amazing. Like yeah yeah always will speak that like i can literally say that man changed my life so always love talking about et and always recommending him to people especially who need like motivation or encouragement speaking of which do you have any like last words that you would like to leave our audience with
1: um last words um i'll say this i'll say find out who you are and once you find out who you are uh thrive in who you're supposed to be and when you continue to thrive in who you're supposed to be allow God to guide you on where you need to be.
0: I'm just going to be that girl and be like speaking of thriving by the time (laughs) this episode comes out hopefully my book Thrive will be out but (laughs) anyway thank you so much for this time Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation just getting to hear more of your experience and just some of the amazing things that are like, literally in uh in progress for you. Uh, while we were in Atlanta together, like, I just watched how people, like, spoke to you and, like, prayed over you, and it's, like, undeniable that God has, like, great things in store for you and wants to do great things through your life. So hopefully I'll be able to, like, you know, even if it's through the social media streets, just watch you, like, really yeah. just like flourish and like step into that man that he's called you to be because i just feel like you're really going to impact so many lives and so i'm really excited for everything that he's doing in and through you and if anybody needs encouragement definitely tap in to his social media which will be in the show notes get that momo monday motivation yeah yeah so thank you so much
1: well, I thank you for having me. It was a blessing to be here. I loved every part of it. Uh, you keep doing what you're doing, though. Uh, I just want to give you kudos, too, as well. Um, I seen you, you know, especially from from that point that you got on stage. And I remember you say, like, you were nervous, or you didn't think you were going to speak. And to now, seeing you just blossom, and the person that you are, um, I know the sky's the limit. And I know God's going to do great great things in your life. And he's already, he's already doing great things. But in 2024, he's gonna be doing something. you <laughs> gonna <He'll> be like. <lying. laughs> so I just want you to know that. Thank so thank
0: you. Yes. And I believe that for 2024 is gonna be an amazing year. So and I'm yes. speaking that over whoever's listening, like 2024, get ready. Get ready <laughs> yeah. <year>. Thank you. <laughs>